Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Berry, and I am living out a dream once again, ladies and gentlemen. I have always from the nine o'clock hour when we're recording this. I always wanted to have a show on like nine o'clock in the morning. Talk to and and here I am living the dream. And Darren, we started this on Tuesday mornings at like ten thirty. Uh, we're now back on the morning times. We've gone from morning to to uh, at the weekends, the least desirable radio time slot. Now back to morning. We're moving up in the world again. <laughs> We're moving up in the world. Yes, so. Unlike West Virginia, who can't seem to get over the hump of beating good teams on the road. Uh, West Virginia, 13. Oklahoma, 16. Oklahoma never led until the one time it actually mattered. So I'm going to let you just take the lead on this one, my friend. Uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, I'll just sum up the whole weekend in general as I'm ready depression. Um, <laughs> because that was that was it was depressing. I mean the the only real positive the entire game for me was that the defense was keeping the Sooners at bay. They, they were the only ones keeping the team in the game. Oh, with the exception of Casey Leg, because they were settling for field goals when. Uh, you, you never really want to settle for field goals, but props to Casey Legg for not missing anything and doing his job and uh, may, at least giving the defense a little bit of of, uh, of, an, of a reward for their, their hard work. Um, but the offense was, I don't want to say hot garbage because they had, they had moments where they were shining. You're like, okay, they look like they have a plan. Um, but really it was the offensive line wasn't helping much at all. I mean, the run game couldn't get started. Daigie was getting pressured um, a, a bit more than I want to wanted to see. But w- what was what I liked, and it was from the first drive, and I thought, okay, this might be a plan that we should stick with. Um, but they didn't really stick with it. Was putting in Garrett Green every now and then, like trying to shake things up a bit, get, give him those weeds, um, and and give him a chance to to make a, a quick play. Um, and he was making it for those. I mean, he scored the only touchdown of the game for, for the Mountaineers. So um, clearly what they were doing with him was walking to an extent. And then, you know, it seems like where they could have kept going with it, they just abandoned it for a couple drives. And then you end up in the situation at the end where they're pe- getting penalized. They're uh, hurting themselves when it matters. They're overthrowing play, uh, receivers, even by just a, a smidge. Like Ford Wheaton, you could argue he could have caught that pass that he dropped in the end zone. However, you know it could have been thrown better from the start because um, it was just just like half an inch too high, and and Wheaton would have definitely come down with that otherwise. Um, but just a lot of stupid mistakes piled up that lost that game. I will sum it up in the best way I can. The Oklahoma Sooners did not beat West Virginia. West Virginia beat West Virginia. That's, that's all I can say. This is where you and I disagree slightly because I agree with you that missed opportunities. I don't think anyone can say that. I don't think anyone can disagree with that with a straight face. However, this game, I had, about ready to run Jerry Daigie and Neil Brown off the, out of Morgantown. He wanted mm-hmm. them both out. Like he was really I'm, mad at that game. Yeah, and I'm definitely I, not at that level. I will put. I will. I will definitely say that. Mm-hmm. This game after losses, I get really mad. But this one just it it felt just empty. 
right? That's mm-hmm. the kind of feeling you got. It wasn't like a, I hate Oklahoma even more now. I do, but I would hate them a lot to begin with. So not really that big of a change. Uh, but it just felt like, man, this, this. But here's the thing. I, I talked. My dad and I were talking about this before the before the game. I I said, the key to this game is gonna be is gonna be, can we make the plays we have to to win the game? And I know that mm-hmm. sounds like duh, but really, if you think about it, completed passes and and finishing drives with touchdowns are what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. And every time there was a drop pass, I kept thinking, uh-oh. Because I I said this last week, I think, on our show. Yep. West Oklahoma always around this time figures itself out. And they blow people out, start blowing people out now. Mm-hmm. You kind of kept wondering if they're going to flip that switch. It might not be from the kickoff, but a switch, and all of a sudden that 10-10, that 7-7 game goes yeah. to – 54 to 14 in no time. Mm-hmm. You just kept waiting for it and it didn't happen. Yeah. So every play that West Virginia had, you it, it hurt like a bajillion times more. Kept waiting for it. Exactly. But here's where I differ from you in terms of the positivity. I like what, what the offense and I to some extent question and keep putting Gary Green in the game, but I also mm-hmm. think this. They used him on that last drive, and before the and before the penalty and then the bad snap. So they went back to it when they needed that drive like the most. Yeah, and that surprised because if you keep Garrett, yeah, he still has that. Uh, will he run it or not? But they're almost expecting it. So if you bring it in, if you bring him in on every drive, you go well. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's Garrett Green. There's six. Don't yeah, worry about him. Instead of Instead of them going, wait, where's six? Why isn't he out here? They should have been using him already. I don't blame them for that. I really don't. I, that's one of the things my friend had a problem with was they should have used. Mm-hmm. I do not agree with that because I'd ra- he wants getting going to be the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. I, I, and I, I don't agree with people, that. I see a lot of people saying that. I'm like, there's a reason why. He's not the starting quarterback. And again, we, we don't see him throw a whole lot. We don't see him like we see him. He's when gotten better him. when we have. Yeah, exactly. But there's a reason why he's not the starter. And that has to be he's either not the level Neil Brown wants him to be. He does. He's not. It's not the scheme that that Brown wants to run all the time, because that that type of the, the type of player that Garrett Green is, is a thing that we see a lot more nowadays, especially in the last uh, five to 10 years of, of where, you know, you're making his weeds and running, using your legs. He's a quarterback that can use his legs and probably will more often uh, than, than not if he needs to, which is fine, but it's also the level of maybe that's just not where Brown wants to be at this moment. Um, I mean, again, he, it's nothing against him. He's playing well with what he's given and he's fitting into that role um, and I, I like the way they're utilizing him, um, but I don't think it's the matter of Jared Dagey's garbage. You should Jared Dagey was twenty of twenty nine. It's not like he's an inaccurate. He's an inaccurate passer. It's, it, I mean, he's makes some questionable decisions sometimes, but still, it's not like um, every time you turn around, you're going, "Why was that even? Why did that even leave your hands?" You know what I mean? The interception was horrible. A couple of the pl- the passes were not good, but. 
It's not at the level where you should be screaming your home field, <clears throat> Oklahoma, should be screaming after one bad play uh, the name of the backup quarterback. Um, and I'll just throw this out here. Oklahoma's fan base, you are absolute garbage. <laughs> Good. We're not Lord. making any friends in Oklahoma, are we? Nope. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit later, okay? We got we got our own problems yeah. to worry about. But yeah, yeah, I mean it, it just I I bring Jared Degan my friend this. I said, look, I would rather have Garrett Green sit behind Jared Deggy and be used in the manner in which he is and continue to develop as a passer. And then I assume Deggy leaves for the NFL after this season. I don't think he stays for next year. So I would rather uh, develop now and then be unleashed once he is at his full potential mm-hmm. next year. I want to get the most I can out of him. And that doesn't mean throwing him into the Big 12 fire as a, as a starting quarterback. When I've got someone who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and Jarrett Deggy. Because this, yeah. it really does. The last two mm-hmm. weeks, what this team can do, don't screw that up by making an unnecessary change. I won't. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I mean, the, the the whole game disappoints me with, with how it ended and, and what happened. But the fact that our defense essentially hasn't lost a lost step from last season and they come in and they they hold the number four team in the nation to 16 points with a presumptive, you know, uh, a Heisman can, uh, candidate in Spencer Ratlow. Not anymore. I, uh, I still don't see why he's ever – in the contention to begin with, I'm just going to put Look that at the out there. He's wearing. But, but he's to do that in, in on an, at 7:30 on ABC, where everyone's got to, got a chance to watch this game. Um, that's that's big in you know Oklahoma. Um, that's even bigger. Um, and then you know they dropped two spots in the C, in, the, in the AP poll because of it. Um, and it. But it's so that gives me that that makes me happy, right? It gives me the the um, the thought that the defense is something that we can rely on going forward, and I've thought that. But the offense needs to help them out just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And then this game would have been a victory. Last game might have been oh, not last game. Sorry, uh, uh, Maryland would have been. They'd be they'd be sitting undefeated right now if the offense just. Cleans it up just a little bit more. And if we're four and zero, we got a number beside our name. We're ranked. Yep, exactly. If we're three and, and one, we got a number beside our name. We're ranked. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Think about so it. Maryland's get... ranked too. So both of our losses have come to ranked teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of sh- no shame in that. I don't think. Nope. I think Maryland's program is a joke, but the team actually is pretty good. Yeah. All right, so let's dig a little bit deeper into this game here. I know we kind of dug a little bit deep there, but I want to ask you one point. Do you blame uh, – what, what do you think of the, of the sequence between the, the, the false start and then the, the snap infraction and then the bad snap where they brought Gary Green in for the snap infraction and then took him out that caused the bad snap? Do you – I heard people blaming Neil Brown for doing that, and I don't blame him at all. I, I that's a coach doing what he thinks is best mm-hmm. for his football team. I'm never going to blame him for that. But what do you think about that whole mess that occurred in the fourth quarter? I think I'm more so confused as to why why 
pulling green out after the the infraction, like after the false start, is why they're blaming that on the then ensuing poor snap. I, I don't know if I understand. Like I've seen people well, get angry about it, but I'm not sure if. Well, like, the 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 thing is that there that there's a difference. It's a different cadence between mm-hmm. Jared Green and Jared Deggy. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is that Zach Frazier, when he had Jared Deggy out there, just wasn't like thinking in terms of like the like he misread the cadence, yeah. and so yeah. Deggy wasn't ready for it. Frazier snapped it, and if it had been Garrett Green, it would have been his cadence, and it would have been fine. I I think I got to put and not to throw Frazier into the guillotine. I think that's got to be more of a Frazier thing. Like you, if you know who's going to be, if you know who's out there, if if he immediately knows that Deggy's coming back out, or, you know, I'm sure he's not blindsided by being by Deggy coming back out. You know, if they'll uh, if they've you know they're communicating, so. I mean, he heard his voice in the huddle. Yeah, it's like so. You've got to. That's got to fall more so on the individual there, and you know, n- normally the, I won't go out and go every single time. This is the individual, but in that moment, that's got to be. You've got to get in the right mindset. You know that you that these types of situations were were going to happen in the game. Not that, not the specific. You're going to get a penalty. They switch plays. You know what I mean? Well, they but already like, had happened. That, that you're backing, going back and forth between quarterbacks. So you've got to get you, you've got to get the mindset for each quarterback. Um, and again, like you said, it's Neil Brown doing what he thought was the right game plan. After a penalty, your your game your your play call has to change. You lost five yards um, right there. You're probably going to call a different play than you were originally because now it's instead of planning for a I don't remember what the down or what the um, yards to go was, but let's just say instead of planning for a second and five, now you're going for a second and 10 or, you know, third and five, now a third and 10. Play calls change with those five yards uh, and, and personnel change changes with those five yards. So you can't blaming Brown for switching personnel, given that scenario, that's just ridiculous because every coach should be, should be making those types of changes. Right. Is the, I'm not going to throw, let's see. It was, the the bad snap brought about third and thirty three. That was a twenty one yard loss. Mm-hmm. So that went from second and seven to a five yard penalty, second and twelve, and then so yeah, that five yard penalty got you from a like from a three yard gain to back to second and twelve, and then the bad snap. So yeah. It, it's still like it's second and long. You can still use Garrett Green to get stuff into a manageable third down because at that point you're in field goal range anyway. But they need a little bit more because they were just on the edge of field goal range. So they probably wanted to go downfield, which is what Jared Deggy does best. So, yeah, there's no – you can't sit there and tell me it was a bad decision to do it because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was what It was what they thought was the best thing to do for the football team and – if you're gonna blame that, well, I'm sure uh, Gordon Gee and Shane Lyons would love to hear from you. Yeah, my real question is: under what scenario, it, at all, would you go? Oh yeah, you're you're you. I'm sure people are people are dumb enough to to have this you know belief that like how how can Neil Brown at all assume that there's a chance that the snap's just gonna go right past Daigie? You know what I mean? After that, like. Blaming that on him is ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, you you should have known that was going to happen because I know someone's saying it. You 
there's a, there was a non-zero chance that someone's out there going, Burn should have known that was going to happen. Right. It's like you can't coach in fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't assume. That's for us to do. We are the ones that are supposed, are supposed to cheer in fear, right? Yeah. We're the ones that are supposed to fear Oklahoma. He's not. Mm-hmm. So he's he did the right thing. And anyone who says differently, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So West Virginia returns home this weekend to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. It's homecoming in Morgantown. Texas Tech got blown up in Austin on the weekend. 70-35. Yowza. Yeah. And I, I walked in, my dad had that game on, and I was like, we're better than Texas. We can do better than them. Like, we're come on. Like, we're better than Texas. This is before the West Virginia game started, so I was thinking we're going to come off a loss. It's going to be like, you know, just whatever. Let's see what's – okay. Uh, let's see here. Texas te- Texas had 27 first downs, Texas sex 20. Uh, Texas had 326 rushing yards. Yowza. And they had 500, 639 for the whole game. Texas Tech had 520. <laughs> Texas Tech ran 67 plays. Texas went, ran 75. Texas Tech had 7.8 yards a play. Texas had 8.5 yards per play. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What were the turnovers? What were the turnovers? Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Nice, nice pastry dishes. What are, where are they? Uh... uh, uh uh, th- th- can't find it. What the heck? This is weird. This is yeah, you very... think they'd be right there? Yeah, this is really not good. I might be looking it over too. I had done that before. Uh, nope, can't find it. Oh well, because if you look at that, like it almost looks like Texas Tech had to like turn the ball over like a but you... Oh, here we go. Texas Tech had one turnover, an interception. Right there, tackled. Texas mm-hmm. actually turned the ball over twice uh, for 15 yards and one pick six. Wow. And they still laid 70. Yeah. So knowing what I just told you, and by the way, here's Texas Tech's schedule. Uh, they beat our old pal Dana 30, 38-21 week one. Then they squeaked by Stephen F. Austin 28-22. It seems like they always have that game early in the year where they're playing some school they should beat by like 50 and they have to squeak it out. Mm-hmm. They beat FIU 54-21 two weeks ago before the mauling in Austin over the weekend. So given that, what do we think of Texas Tech? Well, WVU's opening up a 7.5-point favorite, uh, according to ESPN. Um, and given again, given how well this defense is playing, I, I think, I, I think it, it's looking uh, pretty good. I haven't seen Texas Tech play anything. I haven't seen any of their actual like gameplay, um, so I don't know exactly like what their real strengths or weaknesses are. But I don't either. But I mean, there's there's they they three and one is a lot less impressive than WVU's two and two, <laughs> based on just looking at the scores and the teams they've played. I can't disagree with that. I really can't. And and this is really one of those weird games because West Virginia and Texas Tech hired football coaches at the same time. And Kingsbury got fired from a and from A&M, from Tech. They hired Matt Wells the same year we hired Neil Brown. So these two programs are going to be judged together for as long as these two coaches are there. Mm-hmm. And call me crazy, but I think West Virginia is in a better spot than Texas Tech. Can't disagree with that. 
So I, I think this is the game where a game where you should win. I really do. I mm-hmm. think this is going to be one of those things where you should be able to go in there and win. And let's not forget, uh, they threw one away down there last year. I don't want to go throwing one away again two weeks in a row, especially in Morgantown. The natives will get very restless if you do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is a game where where you have the chance to really right the ship here. It's homecoming. You know, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, you you got yourself a chance to go to go really rip up on a on a on a team that may not be great, but they may not be bad, but they're not great either. So, take the chance you get, and uh, let's see a little bit of you know what I'd like to see here because Texas because hmm. Texas, Texas, Texas did it. Run the ball, get the running game going. I want Letty Brown to have 150 yards. Yep, I agree. About time he had something like that. Let those running backs eat. Mm-hmm. Hell, I want Tony Mathis in the game because we've blown him out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go around college football here real quick. Let's do a little bit of a roundabout here. Uh, Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Notre Dame-Wisconsin was a very interesting game. It was like 13 apiece or 10 apiece. I forgot what it was when Jack Coleman, Notre Dame quarterback who transferred from Wisconsin, left the game with an injury, and Notre Dame just – Blew Wisconsin out the rest of the way. Beat them 41-13. Wisconsin now falls to 1-2. and two. They've lost to Penn State, and they've lost to Notre Dame. Two ranked losses, not exactly a shame in either of them. But uh, after Notre Dame has squeaked by a few games uh, with Florida State and Toledo, are they are, are the Irish real now because they blew out a decent Wisconsin team? I mean, you know, 4-0 is nothing to, to shake a stick at at this point. I mean, especially when you essentially – I mean, it was a tight game the whole time. I was keeping an eye on it. I was like, oh, this is this is a game. And then fourth quarter comes around. You put up 31 points in the fourth quarter to just absolutely obliterate the uh, – I've ranked an opponent in general, but I've ranked opponent at that. Um you got to start – I mean, Notre Dame's always a team that I'm like, okay, whatever. They're, they're doing well. They're going to blow it when it matters. Um, frankly, I they still probably will this year. But for right now, they're looking like – they're looking like they're, they're serious about making a shot, um, especially when they you – know, something clicked and they, everything went right in that fourth quarter. They got a big game this weekend. Cincinnati comes to the terms comes to South Bend. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and yes, I'm never going to say Cincinnati ever again, <laughs> with the exception of saying that you won't say Cincinnati. Right, exactly. <laughs> like it just—it's too fun not to say it like that. Okay, it just is. All right. So, in the Big Twelve, we had a big one. Baylor pulled the upset on Iowa State. The concern about Iowa State—they have two losses now. Or is Baylor really as good as, we, as that as some people think they might be? Or frankly, is it a fluke? I, frankly, I had no idea they were even full, or they they were even undefeated going into this game. They didn't so, play anyone, uh, but still, they they come in and beat Iowa State, who's been a consistent contender for the last couple of years. Um, you know, Brees Hall still went up and put 190 yards on him, though. Uh, but he's Brees Hall; he's a whole nother monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I gotta say, I mean, it's impressive. I can't say what the what, how the rest of the season's gonna look, but beating a ranked Iowa State team, gotta give it to them. 
Iowa State is now no longer ranked after that loss, too. Ouch. Yep. West Virginia gets Baylor in two weeks' time. Mm. They go down to Waco. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. All right. Speaking of the Big 12, former Big 12 school A&M lost to Arkansas. Let me wait for it. We'll pick Suey. Arkansas <laughs> wins 20-10 to 10 over A&M. They are now number eight in the country, and they go to Georgia on the weekend. We got some good matchups. Them this hogs weekend. for real? Oh, I, at this point, you, 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 you can't say otherwise. I'm, I'm, I got to ride the Arkansas train for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, mm. they're doing some damage. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Man, it's hard not to root for them. It's just like, I, I, I didn't know this about their head coach, Sam Pittman. He grew up rooting for Arkansas. He grew up in like the very corner of Oklahoma that borders Arkansas. He grew up rooting for them. And this is his dream job. He always wanted to coach them, and he spent like his entire career as an offensive line coach. And a bunch of his former players wrote a letter to Arkansas when they were hiring their new coach to campaign for him. Mm-hmm. And it worked because he wasn't even like their first or second. Like he was like their third or fourth choice. And thank goodness he got it because since then, he's turned that thing around like in no time. That team is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they got something brewing in Fayetteville. I mean, when you're already in the talks of fighting for the SEC, I think you're definitely doing something. We'll see how they we'll see how they play Alabama. <laughs> we'll see, but they're definitely in talks right now. People people know their name. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Clemson, say goodbye to the playoff. Adios. They lose to NC State, twenty-seven twenty-one. The good news for Clemson is they scored more points than they had combined against FCS schools prior. <laughs> uh, they scored 17 points the previous two games against FBS schools. They scored 21 now. So we're improving there a little bit, but a long way to go. And, took, uh, well, no pressure make the playoff yeah. now. Yeah, it did take overtime to get over that 17-point that uh, uh, previous max, though. Um, hey, but you take it, though. But you can get <laughs> In this case, you got to give a little bit more because NC State just came in and said, nope, bye. We don't well, and, and the fact that Clemson dropped all the way to 25 after that, holy crap. The, yeah, and NC State is ranked number 23. Mm-hmm. So there are now two spots above the team that they beat in overtime. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I All I heard in the offseason was DJ Uyunglele, the Clemson quarterback, is like so poised or whatever. They got bigger problems than his poise. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They they got a lot of problems offensively. They, they got a lot of problems, and yeah, they might be good the rest of the way, but two losses. I'm sorry, but your playoff is done. No team has ever made the playoff. Two losses have ever made the playoff, ever. And I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Nope. No, there are too many uh, good teams ahead of them to to even have a chance at squeaking in. Uh huh. Like some right. absolute madness has to happen. And it won't. And it won't. All right. A few more here for you. Uh, let's go to the Big 12 again. Oklahoma State beats Kansas State. Uh, 31 uh, th- This is more of uh, not necessarily about this game, but d- do you think they can challenge in the Big 12 this year, or do we still not know or, or that? It's hard they to aren't well known in the mean, league, so they're up there. Yeah, you might as well put them up there. Um, I mean, again, it comes down to I've, I've definitely not been able to see as much of, of the rest of the Big 12 as I'd like, but I don't know. It's uh, 
I mean, they, they, it seems like sometimes they'll get in there and start off strong and then they kind of, it just kind of goes for not anyway. I mean, in the end, it ends up being the same team, but I hope, I hope for the sake of the big 12, just tired of seeing Oklahoma's name up top there, um, that they all really going to be making that, that fight. Um, but at the same time, I hope that somehow WV squeaks back into all of it. I mean, they're the only one, one, the only one wants to start the conference, but still a lot of football. So maybe they can still knock Oklahoma State down everybody else and kind of fight a little. Uh, that's big dreams, but maybe. Maybe. And right, let's move to more games to talk about. Uh, let's discuss what happened in the, in the uh, Akron-Ohio State game because uh, that was kind of fun. Ohio State linebacker Kevon, Kevon I think, however you say his name, me and my team anymore, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, nope. He had an outburst as they were blowing out Akron. He got into an outburst with the coaching staff. He threw his gloves in the field, in the stands. He took his jersey off and locker out off into the locker room. And then he did a, a, a uh, version of a word I'm not going to say on this program. Oh. Uh, this was just bizarre, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently he had already entered the transfer portal prior to that, uh, at least according to what I'd seen. Hmm. Um, so I guess he was already unhappy. But whatever whatever happens where you're just going to do that in the middle of a game, any game, but especially a game where you're blowing out your opponent um, and then just, you know, be a big baby, essentially. Um, I mean, listen, man, I agree with you. That that world OS, you know, Ohio State, but my goodness, come on. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to be in the transfer portal and you want to go somewhere else, doing that to any to even the team you're on can't look good for the teams that might try to pick you up. Oh, it doesn't. It looks awful. Uh, it looks absolutely so awful. Don't be surprised no one else gives you your – and here's, here's the insane thing. According to – what Ryan Day is still a coach there, right? Yes. Uh, according to him, uh, um, he's still going to retain his scholarship and still be able to utilize whatever benefits there. He just won't be playing with the team. Uh, scholarship like that. Yeah, that might be, I, I he have, might be. He might be tied by. That. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but also given if you're going to be that much of a a, a whiny butt, there um, we go. Frankly, CBS approved. You deserve to lose it <laughs> because yeah. You're on a, uh, presumably you're on a scholarship to play football. If you ain't playing football, that seems like a, a, a worthy reason to no longer have the scholarship. Um, but, you know, that's, that's just me here. Um, there, I'm sure there are a lot bigger things at play, and I won't argue with them. But I don't even I know the rules, so I can't say no, one way or the other. Neither do I. Um, neither do I. Well, for one of us will probably- you know, an hour after the show is completed, and we'll go, hey, yep. look at this, but not now. <laughs> yep. uh, a game for you. BYU squeak by South Florida, 35-27. South Florida has not been good recently. Concern for BYU were just one of those games where you survive the banana peel. Seems like just surviving the banana peel. I also had no idea that this game went on. So I actually that's... watched the first half after the West Virginia game. Yeah. I got, well, what happened was my phone was really like fully charged. I wanted to run. So I played my train game with this in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to it. 
try not to derail because I had that problem recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's also briefly mention the fact that Auburn kind of squeaked by Georgia State and, mm-hmm. and, and, and had to come from behind to do it. Without their back starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, just a wow. Georgia it, State, it, the it Fighting Panthers. It encapsulates exactly what you were saying last week about Auburn. The hardest team to predict in the country. I, I am so glad that I am not a nationally known uh, college football analyst because I would hate people to come up to me and say, hey, what do you think about Auburn? I have no idea, man. I don't know. <laughs> Check back with me in September, okay? Because they could be four and zero and fifteenth in the country, or they could be two and two and be irrelevant by the middle of the, the middle of the month. Who knows? Okay, just like stick back with me, like the first weekend in October. It's <laughs> they are, and I hate using this word because it's not something a word you should use in this situation. But they are the most black country. Mm-hmm. They really are. Wordier, but it's like they they truly are. It's so hard to get a grip on all. I think we have it bad as West Virginia fans because our team always blows it. Imagine that being them having championships, plural, and sudden, like, hey, we got a good team. We could do the next year. Oh, hey, uh, we a ranked game. <laughs> we have yep. problems now. It's just like, exactly. Carson, I know things are getting stale for you at Boise State. I know it wasn't really your call, but man. You got yourself into something. I don't think you understand what you got yourself into. They truly don't. They got themselves into, uh, the Patriots got themselves into a massive mess against the New Orleans Saints. As usual, you watched the game I was on radio. I will mm-hmm. let you take the, I will let your visual experiences and turn them into audio form. Ugh. That's, that's all I got to say. Just, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put it out here. There's no reason why your quarterback, who's not known to be mobile, but it led the team in rushing yards as well as had to throw 51 times. There's no reason a rookie should be throwing 51 times <laughs> and being the leading rusher. There's no reason that combination should ever be said in the NFL. <laughs> Yet here we are because New England couldn't get their crap together. The defense was looking generally fine. They, they, they were still put into some weird situations, you know, the, but the O-line, the O-line was, I think, continuing their horribleness for the season where Mac Jones, two, at least two, I didn't see the third interception, but the first two interceptions were on the O-line and then Johnny Smith, who just let the ball go right through his hands. Um, And that just upsets me because that's three interceptions for Mac Jones and, and two of them, it's at least two of them, really want his fault. Um, the third one, again, I didn't see, so I actually don't know whose fault it was. But uh, it just, it, it frustrates me. That entire team looked, the entire offense especially, looked lethargic. Um, and it it was just ridiculous. Um, the, again, the, the defense in general looked fine. They were, they were, really putting the hits on Kamara. I mean, they were hitting hard all game. They really were. You could tell they were giving it their all. And and that's not to say that the offense wasn't, but the offense to the offense didn't look like they were to me. Um, but the defense 
Camaro was getting was getting hit hard. Winston got hit a few times, um, but they were also put into some precarious positions because of the offense. Um, and you know, it it was depressing uh, because that's a game that shouldn't have went that way at all. Um, but the one thing I'll note I'll note is that I mean Jones and apparently everybody else saw this as well. Jones still maintained his composure. He was like, you know what? Get out there. We got a job to do. Let's keep doing it. Kendrick Bourne himself said this guy didn't look shaken at all. He just ready to keep keep going and and knew what he had to do. Um, that's that's something you want to see out of Wookie. And from what I, it was it was I think you mentioned it or I saw it on Bleacher Report. One of the two. Um, at at least at the time of me seeing it yesterday, Mac Jones was the only rookie quarterback that had a victory this season. I did not send you that. I sent. Yeah, so I think it was on Bleacher Report that I saw that at that at the time of me seeing it yesterday, Mac was the only rookie that had a victory this season. Yeah, because so the other two, doing... Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, it mm. ain't good. Nope. Uh, so there's there's at least something, and and again, he's not playing poorly. He's he's making he's making smart decisions, and even in the face of pressure, he was making smart decisions. He was. It looked like that pass would have been a good pass, the first interception, until he got it, and it ended up overthrowing the guy. Um, that's hard. That's really hard to put on the quarterback there, uh, when the offensive line just let the guy slip right through. Um, so it, it was just extremely disappointing. It was it was a uh, it was taking the cake that was already on the ground because of the Mountaineers and then just stomping on it and kicking it in the trash and then telling me, "Hey, there's your cake. Go eat it if you want it." That is the most labored yet fitting. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Explanation ever. I ruined my own joke by figuring over a word and forgetting it. Yay. <laughs> It's been that kind of week, folks. And it's only yep. Monday morning. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, the, the the radio side of this, like I said, I, I'm not watching games because I have, again, I get a giant. Gives it. So, uh, just, it seems to me like, the, like this was more of what the Saints did than what the Patriots did. Mm-hmm. Why I took it anyway. Because, I, because that's a good defense. We know that was capable of doing enough to win the game. So it seemed to me like it was just, well, the Patriots didn't play well, but the Saints really did, and we should give them some credit here. Mm-hmm. The Saints definitely took advantage of everybody. I mean, what was it? Um, oh, man, I forget who they were talking to on the Saints defense, where they were like, hey, you're playing a rookie quarterback. Does that come into play? And he said, no. What comes into play is we're playing one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game. That's what we got to prepare for, not a rookie quarterback. Um, so, like, you knew they were taking the team seriously and they were prepping accordingly. They didn't care that a rookie was on the other side of the field. And they definitely shown it. They they were getting through and they were doing work. So, definitely props, I mean, to the Saints entirely, you know, especially on the defensive side. But – um, no, I, I th- with that statement, I definitely agree. I don't remember if I told you this or not, but yesterday was the first time that they're seen a head coaching matchup with two coaches that were 150 
have a have a hundred and forty plus wins with their team. It's week four of nineteen ninety when Bill when uh, Chuck Noll and Don Shula got to when the uh, Dolphins and Steelers got together. Wowza. And, and Bill Belly. I definitely don't remember that, but I believe it. I saw NFL Network. They know what they're talking about. I believe that they do. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, one more thing here, and then we'll move on to the to the game. We don't really want to talk about what we have to. Uh, Zolak, the Patriots uh, color commentator for the uh, uh, radio side, was absolutely losing his mind. They were playing zone instead of playing man-to-man on defense. Because mm-hmm. he was like, just get out of Like He was... Like you, you could visualize in your head like his face was red, and was like his eyes bulging. He was like, "Get out of zone!" He was just going yep. berserk. I there were too many holes in that zone. I was sitting there for the entire first half. Just they were letting everybody open. It was, it was the Swiss cheesiest of cheese out there. Um, it was it was ridiculous. I mean that Alvin Kamara touchdown, just right. He found the biggest hole possible and was right there for that first touchdown. And I just knew that this was how the rest of the game was going if they didn't clean that up. And uh, so I agree. They, I think they played a little more zone in situations where they probably shouldn't have. He was also screaming for John Smith to be taken off the field and sat down on the bench for the rest of the game. After that interception, he, he didn't want mm-hmm. anyone near that field. Yeah, I don't blame him. Look at you. Becoming an analyst. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to become Bob Sotzi. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're turning this episode. We are both very scared. And we are both very scared for the following reason. Uh, Tom Brady is coming off a loss. In a game in which we already knew he really wanted obvious reasons. I know we're both mm-hmm. scared. Tell me why specifically you're scared. Because we are coming up. This game will be played in October, so if there's every month to be scared, this is it. Yep. It's it's two-pronged now. It was already one-pronged, but it's two-pronged. Actually, really, it's three-pronged if you, if you really add to it. The first prong was I was already terrified of the game to begin with. Tampa Bay coming into New England, already terrified of the game. The second prong was immediately after this pa- Patriots-Saints game where I'm like, if you play like this, you're getting 50 points put on you. Um, and you're scoring half. nothing. Yeah. Um, so that already doesn't make me happy. And then the fact that Tampa Bay just lost, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a threefold a- attack there. And it, it's not going to be pretty. If anything, anything less than uh, two touchdown uh, defeat occurs i will be somewhat pleased yeah i hate to say it but it's i agree with you there and my girlfriend who does not know anything about football by her own admission uh they looked at him because she ran the uh game on fox so they had when they they played the rams she could even tell after they lost and i'm like i know what that looks like and i know what happens after that face Mm -hmm. for the opposition I've seen that. I've been the beneficiary of that too many times to know how this goes. Mm-hmm. It is is not going to go well. Not at all. And, and I was explaining to her about why Brady is so good. Asked me a few weeks ago, 
why he wants to keep playing. And I said, well, one of the reasons is he has the answers to every test. There's nothing a defense can throw at him he hasn't already seen. He's been in the league 22 years. Mm-hmm. So you can think at him. You're not going to confuse him. And that's what is you know him, but he knows you. And him knowing you and wanting to beat you because you're not him, mm-hmm. that scares me to no end. I've seen this far too many times. Mm-hmm. And that Bucks team has taken, has, has followed him like Piper, okay? They have followed him everything he wants them to do. And you know, coming off, coming off a lot, he's going to have them straight them looking like uh, the revolutionary Patriots after the after Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. After that, the Valley Forge. He's gonna have them looking sharp and ready and ready. They're coming. Here. They're gonna have every intention of whipping this team, and they probably are gonna do it. Definitely. Now let's get to the let's get to this. Should he be booed? Or should he be cheered when he walks out of the visitor's tunnel? I'd boo him. Uh, the West, I don't know. I feel like the West, I feel like you shouldn't cheer for the opponent regardless. There's no reason. Why, I don't care who he is. Shouldn't be cheering for an opponent running onto the field. I'm just going to say that. If they do, I that, that just adds a fourth level where the crowd's already basically against you. Like, if they're cheering for Tom Brady coming out of this field wearing another team's uh, uniform coming in to try to beat your team, uh, immediately I'm already chalking up the L, but chalk up three L's because yeah. that just that just means that that's the, two L's for the fan base already just not trusting you as a team. One in five. Oh, yep. Just go ahead and throw that on there. Just oh, might great. as well. <sighs> I'm just gonna say this: if you're cheering for Tom Brady. Patriots jersey off and put on a Buccaneers jersey because you're not a you're not a Patriots fan. A mm-hmm. Patriots fan wants Brady to lose this game forty five seven because yep. he but not only because he just wants the Patriots, to, but he also feels betrayed by what the, by what Tom Brady did. And if you are somehow you're not a Patriots fan, Tom Brady fan. And while mm-hmm. I disagree with that mentality, that's fine. You do you, but don't call yourself a Patriots fan. Just don't. Yep. Patriots fan, you're getting behind Bill Belichick. You're getting behind Mac Jones, and you want to see Brady on his ass the entire game. Mm-hmm. Now, X is an here for a little bit. We know what the formula is to beat Tom Brady, right? Pressure up the middle. Can this defensive line get that? And can the secondary give the, t- the defensive line time to do that? I feel like the defensive line can do it. I definitely worried a bit more about the secondary at this moment as to whether they can. Because, I mean, there's they they worry me just a little. Like they're not they're not terrifying me. It's this to the uh, sense where I believe they're going to get chucked on every single play, and, and it'd be fifty yards a play. But they've still made me a little a, a little um uh, worried. Uh, but the defensive line, on the other hand, on the other hand, I feel like they can at least do their part. I'm with you. Uh, well, I almost lost my microphone. I'm with you. Uh, I I think 
That's how you. That's how I've seen everyone beat Tom. His face. You get him off his mark. He won't unless he needs to. Fun. Mm-hmm. He led the Bucks in rushing too. Mm-hmm. He, he had also rushing- threw like four hundred and twenty-five passing yards and fourteen rushing yards. Yep. Uh, the Bucks only rushing touchdown. No, he had they had two. He had he had a quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. and then Chris Godwin had uh. Yeah. So. Anyway, the point being that uh, on the ball, so uh, they don't run it very effectively. So I'm okay with uh, Leonard Fournette beat at twelve to it. Mm-hmm. I just I yeah, can't I let I can't let twelve do that. All right. So I didn't really want to go into this, but I I, I kind of feel like we have right if we don't. We talked about she did not get published because we tried like to make it work, and it just we get a little bit into it, and then it just it wouldn't work. Do do you? I already knew he was out. Patriots lost to the Ravens in 2019, week nine, when they went to Baltimore and got smacked around. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's when he decided he was out, or do you think that was like it was longer, like before that? Because it, because mm-hmm. this plays into this a little bit too. Because well, just really he got annoyed with Bill, or did he look at this and go, "This team is no one near Super Bowl contender. I'm out." I, I feel like I remember, and this, it's been a while since I've looked at these things, but I feel like there, I remember things like suggesting that he was already basically knowing he was out even before the season, that season started. I, th- I you know, now to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I would definitely even- say, yeah. So I would definitely say yes, but I would also add that, I mean, if, especially if he was already in that situation and that team that team was 8-0 at that point, and the defense was going crazy. But even then, the offense was not playing to Paul, and we already knew they weren't, even when they were 8-0. So I was worried about the offense at that point. So I kind of was already going, they probably aren't making a, a Super Bowl run. Um, they'll make it to the playoffs, but they probably aren't winning a Super Bowl with if the offense is still playing that poorly. But I think at that point, like since Brady already had his mind made up from what we have seen, uh, it definitely did not help um, when they go in and actually play a team, like a a more formidable team, um, and then they blow it. Um, so uh, no, yeah, it definitely no. did not help the situation. Another reason to hate Tom Brady's guts: he went through a whole season acting like it was fine, signed a contract when everyone thought, okay, he was going to sign a contract extension. It really was him getting out of the 2020 section of the contract and giving himself more money. Mm-hmm. He orchestrated that to get out. Uh, and uh, he allowed that to be framed as a contract extension. He threw the finger in every Patriots fan's face. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that too. I was like, this is the same organization that went to battle with the NFL commissioner's office over, over you, over you and Deflategate. Fans who occupied said office in an Occupy Wall Street fashion. An owner who, uh, uh, who accepted a stiffer penalty from the league in order to get your suspension reduced to two games or completely uh, taken off the, off the record. And you just say, you know what? I don't care. 
I'm out. What kind of a dirtbag does that? I mean, really. We had 20 years together. We won six Super Bowls. We played in nine. This fan base went to war with the commissioner's office. Even when you went to court and we were talking about legal stuff and we just wanted to talk ball. Mm-hmm. We, you just said, I don't care about any of you. I'm out because I have something to prove. We, scumbag. That's the word here. Scumbag. I mean, really. Just no. That's incredibly disrespectful. And if you're going and this rounds back to what I said earlier. If you're going to root for him, put on your Bucks jersey and take off the one with the flying Elvis. Mm-hmm. I do not disagree with that at all. Just, and if I did, I'd just slap myself in the face. I'd go ahead and do it. Yeah. I would drive to Maryland and do it because, well, you would deserve it. <laughs> yep. There's a reason I don't wear my Brady jersey anymore, people. It's a reason mm-hmm. it's hanging up in the closet, and the only thing it will ever be done with it is maybe hung up with the West of my Patriots memorabilia as something that, that of what was. Right. Because that's what it was, right? You can't, we, we, I can't hate him for everything that, ha- that, that was done with the team, but now I hate him and I hate the way it happened. Mm-hmm. But that jersey's never being worn again. Nope. Not my, at all. Mine, the Edelman sign, was never going to be worn again. Nope. The Edelman sign anyway. But yeah. it certainly isn't going to be worn now that Brady like, was. The, the only one I will wear every now and then, and I, I'll do this without shame, is my Gronk jersey for two reasons. Gronk, I'm still a lot less pissed at. But the other reason is Liz bought me that jersey, so I'd also feel bad if I didn't wear that jersey anymore. Yeah. Um, so so those are the two reasons there. But the Brady jersey will never be put on this body again. Mm-mm. Nope. <sighs> they were showing – I watched the – I watched the NBC game last night because that's when the game was on uh, this Sunday night. And uh, they were showing a preview for the game. They had like a bunch of Patriots fans saying, oh, we, we, we love him. We, we thank him for the time he had. I'm like, who did they pay for? Th- what actor did they get to say this? Because <laughs> any of you a Patriots fan is not going to say a word you can use on television. <laughs> I know because I know where we're on television. Yep. We could go on all the way. You have things to do. You have you have things to do. So do I. Let's go around the league, shall we? Let's do it. Chargers over the Chiefs. What I love it. Says you. Uh, I gotta say, I love it. Um, I, the only thing I don't love is the fact that Tyreek Hill put up like two points for me, um, and, and for like the second week in a row. Uh, but I absolutely love it. Um, the, the Chiefs are one and two. I, I don't for well, they got a losing record for the first time under Pat Mahomes, as, I think Correct. as you've said. Um, first losing streak too. Yeah, and I I don't love it for the you know, for the sake of you know Pat Mahomes or you know Andy Reid or any of that. I just love it because it's a it's a team that's kind of getting humbled a bit more. Um, and people are starting and like you, I think you said. I do agree. I think people are starting to figure them out a bit more. Um, and which is one reason why I'm going, well, maybe I shouldn't be playing Tyreek Hill right now. I stayed um, away from the Chiefs in fantasy this year for yeah. two reasons. Number one, actually, one reason Super Bowl losers curse. I want to know part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, he was the only one I picked up, thank goodness. Um, but he, I definitely am thinking about dealing him out. Uh, for sure. Let's see what dope um, you can get to get him. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I mean, I'm I mean, heck, I've even seen if I can get Brandon Cooks off of uh, one of the team's benches because apparently he hasn't been played at all this year from the other guy. Um, I'm like, maybe I can just steal him because if you're not going to play him, might as well just sit Tyreek Hill and let me have him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I mean, heck, Hill lost a fumble and Edwards Alejo lost a fumble. The second um, straight game. For the second straight game. And that's not looking good for, for him at all. No, it's not. Um, he was basically a non-factor last year, too. And NFL could not off to a very good start. Nope. Uh, but, I mean, it was a fight for sure. That game was was a uh, a fun one to keep tabs on. And, I mean, they did it at Arrowhead, too, which is already mm-hmm. tough. I mean, they added an extra uh, difficulty factor on top of that. And so, you know what, we're going to, Justin Herbert's going to come in, you know, throw 281 yards and four touchdowns and go just another day's work. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I, excuse me. First of all, we hope Andy Reid is okay. That, yes. That's the first thing that needs to be said. Definitely. Here. Uh, he, uh, he was taken to the hospital in an ambulance post game. The Chiefs released a statement late last night that said he's fine, he's in stable condition, but precautions were being taken, just wanted to be safe, and I applaud them for that. But um, yeah, I, I I saw that the uh, they were talking about this, how the Chargers basically here's how you beat the Chiefs: you rush three and you drop eight. You don't let those guys get open. Mm-hmm. Because we can do with Mahomes beating us, we cannot do with Tyreek Hill going behind our backs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or Travis Kelsey doing the same thing. So there, people are dropping eight, rushing three, and that's worked. It's frustrated them. They lost last week. And even though they probably would have won that game had Edwards Hilaire not fumbled. And then they lost for various reasons yesterday to the Chargers. So the Chargers are for real, though. I mean, I, I was mad at them for firing Anthony Lings. I don't think they really should have, but... They appear to have gotten someone that has galvanized this football team and has made continue to make strides uh, from where the previous regime left off. So, all around good things there in in Los Angeles with the Rams and the Chargers. Yep. Uh, how about them Browns, eh? And how about the Bears? Nine sacks on Justin Fields. The Bears earned forty-seven yards total for the game. 47 yards as a whole for the game. It was not good for Justin Fields. No, not at all. Um, I mean, nine sacks. That hurts me. That mm-hmm. hurts me for him. I think it hurt me just in general. Like, I think I felt my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not related to a sack, but it still hurts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just, yeah. Are, okay. are the Browns that good on defense, or the or the Bears is that bad? I man, I've not been on the Brown uh, the Bears train at all, and I just genuinely think the Bears are that bad. Um, I mean, that's no disrespect to the Browns; they have been much better the last few years. I mean, especially last year, they made the they had the first playoff victory in what twenty some years. Um, like the that. Browns yes, are clearly doing there. the Browns are clearly doing things right, as weird as that is to say. Uh, but the Bears are just a bad team. Mm-hmm. The Bears are just a bad team. Yep, they were a playoff team last year. They've been playoffs the last two, two of the last three years, and yet everyone says they're a bad team. Well, okay, well, uh, yeah, yeah, you kind of are. Yep. All right, the Bills whipped the Washington Football Team forty-three twenty-one. The Bills still the team to beat in the AFC East. 
I, I, I definitely believe they are. I mean, that game started off a little closer than I expected, uh, and then it jumped pretty quickly. Like, it was, I think, what was it? I mean, it was not like a Washington going off and handling them at any point, but like Washington had a lead for a very short period from when I was paying attention. Right, it was competitive. And, yeah, and I thought, wow, Washington could could uh, could do something with this. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, Hopkins recovered his own kick, um, like down the 20-yard line. It just bounced, and he runs and grabbed it. It was insane effort by Hopkins. He... Um, but uh, and that that's one of the things that they kind of put them right there fighting and kept them fighting. And then after that, like the wheels just kind of started falling off. And Buffalo was like, you know what? We know what we know what's going on here. Um, I mean, Josh Allen was through for 358 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, that's in that, the howling that, wind of Western New York. Yep, that's what you want to see. Um, I mean, they they aren't missing very many steps. Um, and Washington, they, they fought for a while. They fought a little harder than I thought they were. And even then putting 21 points up on Buffalo one for, for two, for one reason, I'm glad they didn't put more points because I started Buffalo's defense. But other than that, like I putting 21 is, is more than I thought they were good that they were going to do. Fair point. Now they lost I by like Heineke, two, but, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I like Heineke, but it was really like the wind was really bad, and Josh Allen has a strong enough arm that ball will cut through wind. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke do that, so you know it was always going to be hard for the Washington to do that, and the pass rush didn't really get after Buffalo as much as they needed to, mm-hmm. which has been a problem for them this year. Uh, the Falcons beat the Giants on a last-second field goal. The Giants are now zero and three. Womp womp. I thought the Giants were going to be a lot better this year. Obviously, I was wrong. Uh, and the Falcons, all of a sudden, played a little defense the first mm. time in who knows <laughs> how long. Uh, uh, Falcons have like an epiphany and figure things out. The Giants just middling around and almost literally fumbling around and just not all that good. I I think it's definitely more uh, – uh, no disrespect to the Falcons here. I think it's definitely more of a – the Giants just don't know what's going on. I mean they got Saquon Barkley. Uh, was it – they he what, he got his first touchdown in like two years. Um, so props to him. Great to see him like start to get back into rhythm. Um, but it was it was not – just just not that amazing. They don't impress me. Nothing like about the Giants goes, yeah, this is a team that scares me. If I'm playing them, I should be scared. If you're if you're a team, you should always be be assume assume your opponent's gonna gonna do something. But for me, if I'm a fan of any team, I I am not at all at the least bit terrified of the New York Giants being on the schedule. Nope. Um, and but the Falcons the Falcons did well with, with you know obviously Matt Ryan was effective, uh, and then you know Young Hoku he's a he's a solid kicker, and he he sent that one home for him. We'll see where the Falcons are when we go down to Atlanta in, in like November or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Get ready for a Pat McAfee here. The Steelers lost to the Bengals 24 to 10. Joey Burrow goes into Pittsburgh and for the first time since 2015 leads the Bengals to a win over the Steelers. God, I love saying it like that. <laughs> so, uh, 
Bengals for I I I I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my opinion before I give before I let you give yours. Go ahead. I, I I said this last year. I watched them play against the Browns on, on Thursday night football in week two, and I said to you, Joe Burrow will drag this team to relevancy. Mm-hmm. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, I fully believe they would have been hanging around like five. Drag that team, kicking and screaming to relevancy. Yep. And so I'm not surprised the Bengals have figured things out and have managed to win. Uh, go two and one so far, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, Big Ben looks as old as the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, I, I am. I thought okay, they beat the Bills week one. Okay, I'm worried about the Steelers now. The gentleman almost hit the panic button now, and they got to go to Green Bay next week. Yeah, uh, you fall in one and three, dust off the panic. Seen in sixty years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, because Green Bay is fired up, uh, fired up, and Aaron Rodgers is especially fired up. And that's after that victory last night, uh, and that's one that's one thing you don't want to face is a fired up Aaron Rodgers for any reason. But especially coming off of a victory like they had, um, he was bouncing around, jumping for joy. He was, he 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 was jumping around like he was twenty out there. <laughs> he was just going, yeah, let's go. I loved it. I just got to say, I loved seeing that Aaron Rodgers like that. Um, uh, so, yeah, you, you got to be scared with Green Bay uh, coming on the, uh, next week uh, if you're Pittsburgh, uh, for sure. And then Joe, Joe Burrow threw some dimes to uh, uh, Jamar Chase, just like the LSU days. Yes, sir. The, I'm telling you, they may not make the playoffs right there. Right the whole through the whole thing. I really mm-hmm. believe that. All right, the Baltimore Ravens just the Ravens on a sixty-six yard kick that is the longest in NFL history, and it's the third time the Lions have lost to an NFL record kick. In wow, can you say bad luck? Oh yeah, and and, and I I guess I'm not gonna attempt to argue for or against this part here, but there were apparently a lot of people suggesting that the at right before all of that there was supposed to be a delay a game call or something. Uh, there, there was it it, it it did look like it, and uh, I I haven't looked at it say one way or the other, but eh, Detroit I guess you, you play better and you won't have to worry about it I guess. <laughs> uh, you're zero three. It's not. It's not on the refs to win you the game. You're zero three for a reason. Just gonna put that out there. Well, well, let's However, look at this. The Lions in their first week got up, got down by like a billion to the 49ers and came back and only lost the game by eight. Mm-hmm. So that they ran out of time. They got they got run over by the Packers in Lambeau, which became that first packed house in Lambeau in over a year. You kind of coming. Yep. And then you got a Ravens team coming off that big win. All game the Lions. With them, so it's not like they're being blown mm-hmm. out every week, exactly. But, uh, uh, Justin Tucker, though, Yo. ice veins, two words, got ice in his veins, he doesn't care, he's he really doesn't boot it, and he's going to continue booting it. Uh, at this point, if you're if this you're not considering this man. One of, if not the greatest at this point, kicker to ever play the game. You're insane. He is the greatest kicker of all time. He's accurate kicker of all time, and he has an NFL record. 
Yep. He is um, the greatest kicker. This guy is not a guy you want on the other side of the field kicking against you because he's it's going in and there are points going on the board if he's on the field. And if he's if it's a game winning situation, just walk off the field anyway because you're not winning it. Yep. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'll just do this and yeah. He, the the blood in his veins is colder than the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. He he's gonna boot it. Nothing you can do is gonna stop him. <laughs> Let's talk about the Raiders, shall we? They beat the Dolphins 31-20 in overtime. Uh are we can kind of impressed with the fact that Miami took it to overtime. The Raiders had to go to overtime. The Dolphins with two. <sighs> It's t- I think I think it's for the Miami because I mean again they they they're without Tua and Jacoby did fine you know J- Jacoby was thirty two forty nine and two hundred fifteen yards and you know he had a few uh, he had a rushing touchdown and almost forty yards rushing so he was effective he was safe with the ball and that's what you want to be um, so it, that's really what you need for for a guy coming in especially filling in for Tua. Um, where you thought, oh, yeah, we're going to be good for a while. But then you get hit with him getting hurt, throwing Brissett in. Uh, again, we've already mentioned, no disrespect to Brissett. Love the guy. He's effect- He's a solid quarterback. Um, but props to them for, for, for fighting the entire time. Um, and they didn't, from what I understand, they didn't make too many mistakes at all. I don't think they had a turnover at all. Um I mean, look, that Brissett didn't throw any. They did have a safety, though. They did have a safety, so that definitely doesn't. That, was, uh, uh, that, that definitely hurt you a little. The safety was the first on an offensive play in NFL history. With the safety in the Dolphins game was the first on an offensive play on a free pass or a turnover in the Huh. Had to weird. Tweet like five different times before I finally got it. Like, yeah. Okay, uh, work on your wording a little bit here, okay? <laughs> Can we hire that's not like 18 and doesn't know how to use grammar? Yeah. Just saying. person who was too tweeted, I just, it took a while for me to get it. I also didn't watch the games where I'm like, the safety, what do you, like, what, the, like, what, <laughs> how, how? What oh. is going on? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, the off, off. Okay, I got it now. That was about how it was. Mm-hmm. Then again, I spent like this morning going through a railroad time trying to figure out where a damn junction was. So apparently I'm in like, a <laughs> mental fog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other weird thing that we'll mention here that is, since it's related to the Las Vegas Raiders. One, they're top of the AFC West. And two, the Kansas City Chiefs are the bottom of the AFC West. Three, the Raiders have played two home games this year. Yeah. We what what weird the NFL continues to throw some weird scenarios and way at home uh, on the road against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. One please fix the NFL glitch, okay? <laughs> Can EA fix the matting? Yeah. Actually, we know EA yeah, won't booted, do that. So. I've booted it up and the simulation's broken. Mm-hmm. Also, another weird NFL we had. The longest play in NFL history tied off of the NFL record. And the NFL record would have been broken earlier in the day, broken by two yards on the day. Mm-hmm. 
weird stuff in the NFL. Yep. Happened in the NFL. <sighs> I would just already discussed. How about Minnesota Vikings beating the Seattle Seahawks? They may need this win. They needed that yeah. in the worst possible way. That's definitely not one, uh, uh, one I expected at all. Um, I, I did not expect it. Um, I mean, literally, I looked <laughs> first thing as after the Seattle after this game starts, I open up fantasy and see that that um, DK Metcalf already hit projection. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a good day for me. Um, I mean, it's it's gonna be a decent day so far for me. I'm I'm still have a chance to win my game, but like I saw that and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a field day with him. And then after that, it was like meh, mm-hmm. um, and. <laughs> Very weird, not expected at all. Um, but they needed it. Minnesota, hundred percent needed it. Um, one to avoid zero and three, and two because Kirk Cousins played well, <gasps> which is not something I say very often. <laughs> thirty and thirty-eight, three hundred twenty-three yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Pretty good day at the office. Yep. Russell Wilson was twenty at three twenty-two, two ninety-eight, one touchdown, no interceptions for comparison. Mm-hmm. Not a bad day for either quarterback, really. Nope, but the, not at but, all. The, but Cousins needed this one. Seems like every time Mike Zimmer and the Vikings need to win, they get it. They may like they may put themselves in that situation, but they usually get it. Yep. All right, last game here: 49ers and the Packers. Uh, the Packers had this thing uh, when they go to like California or Florida, they get blown out. Doesn't matter who they're playing, whatever. They just don't show up. They didn't show up when they played the 49ers the last few years. They didn't show up when they played the Saints in Jacksonville. They showed up last night. Yeah, yeah, they got them. They got themselves to a comfortable lead for a little while, and you know they gave them, and that they needed that buffer because San Francisco came fighting back and uh, the fighting and, Jimmy G's. And here's the thing, though, when you're playing when you're playing Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, um, you don't leave 37 seconds on the clock. No. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw when that when that when Kyle used text with touchdown. I'm like, you scored too early. It's like you you got to look at your coach and go, brother, what's going what's going on here? Do you know what you've just done to us? You've lost us the game. Just go down to like the one yard line. You had all three timeouts. You could have done anything you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Just like don't no. No, no, you, you just you unless the unless there's a, you don't leave any time on the clock when Aaron Rodgers has if you give Aaron Rodgers a chance for one play, you you've done wrong. You and know what? <laughs> there's a there's a secondary question before we get to the main one. Who's the quarterbacks in the NFL where you don't do that? Rodgers and Brady and who else? Russell Wilson. Bus Wilson probably, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the those are the three. Mahomes. We forgot Mahomes. Three yeah. How can I, I, I don't think I could yeah, I don't think I could add anybody else there. Like I think those are the four. Um anybody else, if you leave any time on the clock, you're like, all right, we're probably good. Um and that's not to say mm. they won't do something, but those four at least, if you leave any I, time, you should be scared. I would um, add one more to that list. Josh Allen. Hmm. Or Kyler Murray, you can go either or one, either one, either one there. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I see. <laughs> Add them to the list. I mean, I, but those four are the ones that you absolutely should be scared. Right. The other yeah. two, you, you got to show respect to them and, and, and put as few point, uh, second ticks on the clock as possible. But those four, if you add anything on the clock, you've done wrong. Mm, that, 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 that's fair. That's fair. <sighs> All right. Uh, I guess that begs the question then. Uh, are the Packers Super Bowl contenders now in the NFC again after beating what we think is a good San Francisco team? Or are we still, is the jury still out on Green Bay? I, I think Aaron Rodgers has gotten them uh, fired up. Uh, I think they they've they realized they um, they realized what they did wrong, and they realized what they did wrong from the beginning uh, with that first game, where Rodgers, you know, and Co. basically said we went in there and we pretty much underestimated them. We didn't give we we didn't give them as much uh, a thought as we should have, um, and then you know they've they've they're riding a two-game win streak now and seeing Rodgers bounce around like a kid in a candy store uh, after that victory it also shows to me and it should show anybody else that this guy still deeply loves this game and, and, and loves what he does and there were people apparently saying that after that first game that he was just ready to start throwing it away and, and didn't care about it anymore and like why am I here and stuff like that um, he was ready to go host Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. And Rogers has since been going. You know what? What's wrong with you people? I want to be here. Um, and he was. He was why. You know, leads a game-winning drive in 37 seconds. Um, so I think they. I. I think he's got them back where they know they need to be, and I think that's going to continue. And anybody on the schedule for at least the next few weeks should be staring at him going, all right, uh, we need to be, we need to buckle down because Aaron Rodgers is coming. The Packers are back. Mm-hmm. Unlike Texas, the Packers are back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance I get to screw, to screw with Texas, I'm going to take it. <laughs> like, I'm not lying. Uh, oh, man, that, that you're right. 37 seconds. Is, uh, uh, no, too much time. To do to to leave Aaron Rodgers, just don't don't do it for the sake of your own football team. Don't do it. Exactly. All right, so uh, that is our show for this week. This is season two, episode ten. We are both very scared. So yep. for Darren, I'm Lucas. Please excuse us, but we go wash our underwear for uh, Sundays. Promptly them the sight of tom brady at gillette stadium again uh that's too graphic isn't it don't care uh <laughs> <laughs> i really don't uh because it's probably going to be true uh for darren i'm lucas this has been scientific coaching episode season two episode 10 darren take us on let's all hope for a miracle uh, mm-hmm. adios <laughs> <laughs>